What's up, guys? I want to thank you for coming and listening to The Athlete's Perspective. Today, I have a couple of rugby players here with me. Um, women rugby players, that is. I have McKenna Strong. I really like that last name, Strong. Is that is that like your real last name or did it ever change? Yeah, that's my real name. I really like that <laughs> last name. I picture myself having that last name, Sterling Strong. Like, <laughs> thank you. That has a nice ring to it. <laughs> thank, so. you. thank you. Yeah, and I have Neat. I'm struggling with this name. Try it again, try it again. You can do it, you can do it. Nikita? Nope, Nika. Nika, I, I don't know why I'm struggling. Like, <laughs> it's okay. I need to like see it on paper because I'm a visual person. So if I see it on paper, um, I might be able to remember it better. So uh, McKenna, tell me where you're from. Um, I'm from Seattle, Washington. Seattle, Washington. So yeah. we, we recently had a conversation before um, we started recording and you said that you didn't start playing rugby until when? Until I was 16. That's until when I first started playing. And you played soccer mm-hmm. and a I bunch played, of other sports. I played soccer for 13 years. 13. And yeah. what was the other sports that you played? I did track and field, a um, little bit of volleyball, basketball, uh, wrestling, football. And I think that's it. I think that's wow. it. Wow. Yeah. That's actually like almost every sport that I played except for softball. <laughs> so that's uh, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Uh, what about you, Nikita? Or yeah. Nikita? You're so I'm close. Struggling. You're I'm so struggling close. Don't this. worry like, about it. I need like see it on paper. Um, Nika. Nika. N-I-K-A. I want to say Nikki, but I know that's wrong. So like that's what I'm struggling with. It's okay. Don't worry about Nika. it. Nika. You can call me Miss if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Nika. Yes. You're from Nika. Hawaii. Yes, I was born and raised in Hawaii, and now I live in St. Charles, Missouri. Yeah. Hawaii. That's a very beautiful place. Right. So what was the transition like when? You decided to come to St. Charles, Missouri from Hawaii. Um, I think the biggest transition that I had to, definitely the weather, 100% the weather. Uh, we we don't really have, like, the seasons, so mm-hmm. we pretty much have summer year-round. Um, so going from that warm consistency to kind of, you know, it's hailing one day and then it's storming one day and then it's 90 degrees the next day, that's definitely the hardest transition because... I mean, it's cold. It gets cold. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so you don't miss the beach at all? Because I feel like that's something that would be very... No, I miss the beach a lot. I miss <laughs> the beach so much. Okay. I miss the warm weather, um, the beach, the food, everything about it. I definitely miss I've it. actually never been to Hawaii, but that's something that's on my bucket list. I really want to go there. I highly day. recommend it, 100%. <laughs> okay, so um, McKenna, you're a sophomore, mm-hmm. and... Nika. Nika, you're a junior. Mm-hmm. Um, what has it been like being on the campus of Lindenwood? Would you um, say you would choose coming here again, or would you kind of like think about going to a different college? Um, honestly, I would come here again uh, like a million times over. I love the transition. I love the atmosphere of the school. I love that it has my major that I wanted. And um, I just wouldn't want to take back the people that I've met here. You know, I wouldn't have been able to meet Mac. I wouldn't have been able to play rugby and meet my team and my coach. So, um, and definitely the person that I've grown into since being here, um, I've learned a little bit to, like, fall in love with myself as well. So I definitely wouldn't take it back more than anything. Yeah, I think for sure I would have come here again. Um, I don't know if I really see myself going to a state college or anywhere bigger than this. I like how small it is because I've grown close with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um growing close with professors. I just like the class sizes. Again, same thing with the major. I came here and I knew sort of what I wanted to do with my life, but um, I really nailed it down as soon as I got here because they found exactly what I wanted. Um, But the rugby aspect is definitely my favorite part. It's a family culture and I wouldn't trade that for the world. Yeah, I can agree with both you guys. Um, I really like this campus because it's kind of give you the 
the feel of a big university, but it's like a small capacity of people. And exactly, yeah, yeah I, really like, I agree. I really like that aspect of it. Um, I didn't ask you, McKenna, but what did you? I guess there's not much of a a weather change coming from Seattle, but what is it like um, traveling to the Midwest from the East or West Coast? Um, I'm definitely still a firm believer, West Coast, Best Coast. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> um, the Midwest isn't terrible. I'm not used to any humidity whatsoever, um, which I know both of you guys are. So I am not a huge fan of humidity, and it doesn't get nearly as cold where I am from. So uh, not used to that either. Um, but when it rains here, it rains a lot. But <laughs> when it rains back mm-hmm. home, it just kind of sprinkles all the time. So I'm not used to... Um, the extremes for the weather. Yeah, my brother went to Seattle a few years ago on a spring break trip, and he really liked it. Yeah. He, he just said, like, he would move out there one day. and When it's beautiful, work. it's beautiful. Like, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I absolutely love it. Um, but I can't see myself living there for the rest of my life. Really? Yeah. Why not? Um, a big part of what I've always just loved is traveling, so I don't really see myself settling down anywhere. Okay. Um, I just want to travel the world, and wherever I end up, I end up. That makes sense. So I guess while you're young, you to travel, yeah. find the right one, and you settle down and build a family. Yep. Yeah, I, I can respect that. So tell me about rugby. I, I kind of have a good idea of the concept from playing football, because I know mm-hmm. football is kind of like an extension, like an American version of rugby. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of things I just don't understand. We kind of talked about it earlier but you said there was a seven seven man game and a 15 man game yeah so are those both like competitive leagues that you would see um played nationally on television Mm -hmm. okay so tell me the difference why would there be um seven seven man and 15 man um from my perspective yeah and i'm sure max as well 15s is definitely a more physical game um it's literally 15 people v 15 people so there's definitely more room for clashing and um hitting one another, while sevens, I always think it's more of a chess game. Uh, you can't think of, like, you know, the past mistake that you just made. You have to think of the next three plays ahead, and there's, like, more room to run around, more plays that need to be um, ran and stuff like that. So sevens, for me, it's the fittest of the fittest, kind of. It's whoever yeah. can run the most, whoever can last the longest and, mm-hmm. and all that. So. It also is a big time difference. So 15, it's about 40-minute halves, Mm -hmm. and sevens, it's seven-minute halves. So you have less time to do what you want to do in sevens, um, but I would definitely say sevens is more tiring for me because it's it's a lot more running, a lot more running. Um, But 15s is, again, I agree with Mika, it's just a lot more physical. Um, But I would definitely say I'm more of a 15s player because I'm one of the bigger girls, but um, sevens is still a lot of fun. I think I lie right in the middle. I think I'm not like too big to not play sevens, but I also don't think I'm not too small to not play fifteens. Mm-hmm. So I lie right in the middle of those. I don't think I've ever seen sevens being played. I always seen fifteen. My brother told me that in rugby, there's no numbers. You're, like your number is like the position you're in. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I guess there's one all the way up to fifteen, yep. depending exactly. on what side of the field you're on. Huh? Yeah, it kind of just depends. Um, so what you see in football, like your offensive and defensive line, um, it's kind of related to what we have in what's called the scrum. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like our one through eight. Um, and They're in a way, your forwards. receivers and your outside faster people is kind of like what your backs are. So okay. it translates a little bit. Um, Pretty much like changes. the number on your back. The way I look at it as one, 
you start with like the biggest people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Going down to 15, you're going to get smaller and smaller throughout those numbers. So one, yeah. you're going to get the big boys. Like one, two, three, you're going to have probably the biggest people on your team. Also strongest. I mm-hmm. mean, it doesn't have to be the biggest, but yeah. it's going to be the people that are busting through the line, um, lifting people in the air. Yeah. Um, they're just overall the strongest people on the field. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the one would be in the middle then, and then the smaller players would be on the outside. Is that right? Kind of. So one, two, and three are in the front row. Um, a scrum is going to have eight people on each side um, from each team. It's like a puzzle um, piece. Yeah. Imagine it like a puzzle piece, mm-hmm. like two teams, eight v. eight, just clashing together. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's three and then four and then one. Um, and you just kind of all have to slip in together. Look at me, he looks That's, so confused. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to follow, but when I watch it, it seems like there's like yeah. just two lines. One, one team is on one line yeah. and the next team is on the other line. Mm-hmm. And you know, you have your, your outside players, they stay on the outside and like um from what I what I was told, you only have you really only worry about the person in front of you. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. Um it, especially in fifteens, you can only you have more opportunity to worry about the person in front of you, you mm-hmm. know. But in sevens you kinda have to be scanning at all times. It's just two yeah. completely different plays. Like mm-hmm. Okay, so when you're driving down the field, um I noticed the lateral goes in one direction. Is that like a play, or is it like part of the rules in the game where you like can only the, go one direction, or could you go back the other direction? Like when we're passing the ball? Mm-hmm. Oh, you can go wherever you want as long as the ball's passed backwards. Okay, because mm-hmm. I just noticed, like, it seemed like they would always go to the wide side of the field. So, yeah, you see, like, when they're passing it, they're eating up space. So, basically, you want to try to go from end line to end line mm-hmm. so you have more space to create something. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when people do go lateral, it's usually um, when your teammates are running off of you and trying mm-hmm. to create gaps and create spaces for you to break the line. Um, so, that's a big reason why it does go lateral. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, share with me the idea of kicking. I know sometimes... Um, <laughs> I've seen people kick when they're in their end zone, or mm-hmm. that's what it's called, the end zone, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. the same. Okay, yeah, okay. just want to make sure. Um, they kick when they're in their end zone to kick it out so the other team would have more field cover mm-hmm. um, to score. And then I've seen them kick it um, when they're on their go- the other team's goal line to get into the end zone. Mm-hmm. So when does a team decide that they want to kick the ball? You take this, you're a kicker. You can decide. <laughs> um, it just kind of depends on where you're at and how you're doing. Um, so if you're in your own end zone and you're trying to get more space on the field um, and you're passing the ball and creating plays and just nothing seems to be working, then um, to gain a lot more ground, then you can kick the ball and have chasers. Um, however, if you're in your own end zone and um, other things aren't working, it's just kind of, for me, it's when things stop working with the ball in your hands. Um, then you resort to another option, which is kicking the ball. Um, other times, obviously, you have place kicking, um, kicking for points. Um, when people do kick the ball out of bounds, it's usually, like, within your own 22. 22-yard um, line is, like, kind of at both ends of the field um, within your own territory. So if we're within our own 22, it's a rule that if you kick it out um, within your own 22, then you get the ball back in a line out. So it's another way to gain more yards um, and have a chance to get the ball back again. I'm always a fan of kicking when, for instance, like I know that the other team is not as fit as we are or mm. they, they're not as good under pressure as we are. So like we have a bunch of good kickers on our team, so it's definitely something that you should take advantage of. So 
you know, put a boot on it, kick the ball maybe 20 to 30 meters down and have everyone chasing that one person who has to catch the ball, it's really 50-50 whether she's going to catch it or not because of all the pressure that's coming her way. And then it just gives a good opportunity to kind of have that, like, like to be the comfortable. Advantage. Yeah, like that advantage and to be comfortable that we're not really in our territory anymore. It kind of lets you have that comfort that, okay, now we can get back to general play mm-hmm. and begin um, it's playing. Like a restart. It's like a restart button a lot okay. of the time. Yeah, that makes exactly. sense. And even when in our game this past weekend, I think we got two tries yeah. off uh, of no, a I kick. think three. Three. We got about yeah. three tries off of a Which kick. Which is something so. that I don't think we actually have done mm-hmm. in the past, but we've just been practicing it, and it's a new way to take advantage of other teams' weaknesses. And just to be clear, tries are like a field goal in football. No, tries, tries are just are like, are a, like touchdown, a touchdown, except for yeah. we have to touch it down. That's where the term okay. touchdown came from. Mm-hmm. So it's the same end zone um, as football, except for we have to touch it down, and then after you touch it down, you bring the ball out um, from exactly where it was kicked and kick for yeah. the field goal, which is worth two instead of one. So if you don't get a try, you can still kick a field goal if you're close, right? Um, yeah, if you're within the, um, your own 22 and they commit a penalty on your team, um, then you can kick for three points. Okay. Because I was a little confused by that. I was like, why are they kicking a field goal? Because mm-hmm. it's not like they have yeah. four downs to... Mm-hmm. Some teams do it, especially if you have a really good kicker and you're that close to the, yeah. the field goal. It's almost better to, like, you know, instead of taking that chance of passing the ball and possibly dropping it and, like, kind of mm-hmm. turning it over, mm-hmm. if you take that kick and you make it, the game restarts again. So yeah, then you can start start from clean and then just start over mm-hmm. and it's get back into it. It's all about chances and strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we have a really great kicker, I think, in our last game. She kicked... For points yeah, twice on. and Definitely. made them both and it was a really great opportunity just for us to get points on the board um i know it happens a lot um when it's a very close game yeah. as well so it's just um, anything to get points on the board really those type yeah those types of points will especially in good games matter in like the last 20 minutes you know that could be like the defining moment of a championship game mm-hmm. where okay we made those three points that's three points that the other team won't e- eventually get and that could yeah. pull through for us Okay. So is, isn't like a make it, take it thing. If you score, then you get the ball back. Yeah. So in 15s, yeah. yes. Um, if your team does score and then you kick the conversion and then the other team brings it back up um, to the 50 line and kicks it off to you. However, in sevens, it's the opposite. So when, when you score, you make kick it, no for conversion. It. <laughs> um, you actually kick the ball off to the other team. So that's okay. just another difference between 15s and sevens. Yeah, something I notice while watching rugby. I'm actually, yeah. it's actually um, becoming a popular sport, kind of like soccer is. It's kind of yeah. growing yeah. here. Yeah, it's like one of the fastest growing sports right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's actually pretty interesting. It's for me a lot to watch. like the concept in soccer where, like, if you make a goal, you bring it back up to the 50 for a kickoff. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, explain to me. It's like <laughs> I don't know how to explain it to where you understand. What you probably will understand um so when both teams are i guess they're in together and it looks like they're kind of like they're pushing each other back and forth mm-hmm. and then someone rolls the ball under scrum. yeah a scrum yeah scrum. so mm-hmm. what what is the the concept of that uh so the only way that i can really explain it is um it's a penalty right so mm-hmm. say like if i went to go catch the ball and i dropped it forward that would be a penalty Okay. Um, if you, what is it called when you? Obstruction. Obstruction. Do you guys have obstructions in football? It's where no, you like. They, they, they're allowed to block. Oh, okay. So like <laughs> when you, you can't block. You no, can't you block. Can't block. Okay. So anything no, like that, like a forward pass or all of our passes have to go backwards. Those are all penalties, basically. Okay. So if or you, offsides yeah, offsides, yeah. all that. If you commit a penalty, it's the other team's ball. 
So then when a scrum happens, a uh, majority it happens when you knock the ball on, which is you drop it forward. That's mm-hmm. probably like the leading reason on why we do it. But basically, um, you have your nine, who is your scrum half, who puts the ball in to what you're talking about. It's like the puzzle piece that I was talking about, remember? Mm-hmm. So they put it in, and it has to go straight down the middle. And basically, both scrums from each team battle for the ball. It's yeah. a con- it's they contesting go, for they it. They go head-to-head, drive as hard and as fast as they can. Um, driving their feet, trying to push the other team back um, so that we can either keep the ball or try to steal the ball from them. That makes a little more sense now. Yeah. Um, So tell me about the throw-ins. I notice sometimes when, I mean, you have to lift someone up to catch the ball on a throw-in. And I've noticed sometimes the other team, they do that, but sometimes they don't. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it possible, possible for them to take the ball in a throw-in or not? It's always possible. So it's another kind of chance that they're willing to take um, if they want to try to put somebody in the air. We do make calls depending on where in the line we want to lift. So if we want to lift closer to where the ball's being thrown in or if we want to lift closer to the field, um, it just kind of depends on what we're trying to run. But um, it also depends on the throw, too. So if the throw is too high or if it just misses the hands, um, miscommunication or anything like that, um, it's all just like a throw-in to compete for the ball again, a lot like a scrum. Yeah. For okay. me, like the way I look at it, because they're line-outs, line-outs are like a 50-50 thing. It's mm-hmm. may the best team win kind of, but yeah. then scrums are more for me. In my eyes, they're like an 80-20. It's yeah. like the team that's putting the ball in should be able to win the scrum. For those that are playing the line-outs, it has to go right down the middle. And mm-hmm. you're basically it's like a game of chess. You're trying to outsmart the other person on where you're going to lift exactly. the person. So. Okay. Um, can you tell me how the plays are ran? You call you call it a play, and uh, I guess that kind of determines how far you lateral or if someone tries to break the line and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So usually our specific plays are run off of what we call starter plays, which is off of a scrum or a lineout. Um, it's usually ran with the backs, maybe a couple forwards, depending on which kind of lineout we do. Um, but it's just kind of a formation where people run off each other, um, loop around each other, um, depending on what play it is, um, off of a scrum if we keep the ball. So I don't really yeah, know how I, to explain it. It's like how you guys have set plays mm-hmm. almost. It's, it's pretty much the same exact thing, just we're passing it backwards and just trying to break the game line. It's mm-hmm. same thing. But I could tell you our plays, but then I'd, I'd have to kill you. So. <laughs> That's understandable. I just feel like fo- plays in football are so much more um, – constructive like you have each position doing a different thing mm-hmm. and in rugby it just seems like everyone is kind of doing something based off uh where the ball like how the ball is well being. i'm glad it seems that way because it actually is that's, pretty constructed so that's really, that's a good thing that you see it like that yeah. um because it all depends on how the defense is coming up um how if they're pressuring fast if they're pressuring slow um if they have one person pressuring really hard and creating a gap between their defensive line, um, then we usually have multiple options off of the person that has the ball. So if they're running a really hard line in um, or if they're running an outline, if they have space on the wing, um, it just kind of depends on what we see from the defense. So many options. Yeah, and It's good that you see it that way because like when you see with one person with the ball in their hand, there's like five options off of her. Someone yeah. can loop around her. Someone can hit it right off her hip, or mm-hmm. she can kick it. She can do. There's just so many different options for each person yeah. that has the ball in their hand. Okay. And it's just like in football when the quarterback has to make a decision on what man he wants to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like with our fly half. 
making that decision as well. The only difference is we really don't know until that moment happens. It's like it happens and then you kind of just have to make a decision and stick with it. Mm -hmm. hmm. Decisions are made on the fly rather than having to keep stopping. Yeah. Got you. Yeah, because it just seems like the game is going on and on. Like, there's, like, no time. It is. When, when do subs <laughs> come in? It feels like that, too. <laughs> um, subs usually come in. You know, that's another strategic thing that the coach has. Um, some people, for me, I last about 60 to 70 minutes, like, going as hard as I can. Mm-hmm. But then, say I gas out, I need a sub. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I need someone to come in and finish the game for me. Um, injuries will always have a sub, always. Um, but there's a thing called a yellow card. Or like a red card. Mm. They have that right in football. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't yeah, have that no. football. We have, I, I'm, I'm familiar with it from soccer. Yeah. So the yellow and red cards. Yeah, so we have those. And uh, the way they work is, you know, if you do something that the ref doesn't like, for example, when we tackle, we're not allowed to tackle above the waist. You shouldn't tackle high, basically. And uh, that could result sometimes in automatic red, which means you're out for the entire game. Yeah, depending on how um, risky the tackle was and mm-hmm. how dangerous it was. Because that's how it is in rugby. Um, tackling is a very big part of the game, and you have to do everything safely. So I mean, we don't have any pads. So mm-hmm. we're, we're definitely about safety and um, keeping it safe. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so so I was wondering how common are injuries in rugby? With you guys not having pads, um, what gets in? Is concussions, or is that something that happens a lot? Uh, my first real real injury was actually a concussion. I uh, got whacked. Some, like, I had... Two people on me, they wrapped my arms around, and my head just went straight into the floor. It was my freshman year. And um, mm-hmm. I was out pretty much. I was lucky that it was the end of the semester, but I was pretty much out for about a month because mm-hmm. I, I would walk, I would get dizzy. But um, a common injury that we see a lot is an ACL. Yeah, ACLs definitely are, knees. N- yeah, anything to do with knees, they're super common, which is like makes me like yeah, gross I out chills. just thinking about it. But uh, injuries are super common. Yeah, you know, I, mean, um, I think they're just as common in other sports mm-hmm. like football, mm-hmm. soccer. Yeah. Um, definitely knee injuries are more common in women just because of the way our bodies mm-hmm. are made. Um, so I don't think there's anything that happens in rugby that doesn't happen in other sports. Um, definitely, probably more broken noses and ripped ears, yeah. which is uncommon. In a other common sports, one that but, I, I um, see like is like the fingernail under the eye. Oh, that's yeah. like a super big one. Is, where like, does yeah. it happen? Do people like try to do that, or it just happens? It just happens. It just happens. Okay. Like if you don't, they it's, it's like a rule. Some some places to cut your nails, mm-hmm. and you have to wear certain cleats. But some people that don't end up cutting their nails, you know, they either go to rip the ball or they go for an accidental high tackle, and then their their nail ends up under their eye, and then mm-hmm. the person's eye is just slit open. And all this nasty I mean, there's stuff. cuts, bruises, just like you get in other mm-hmm. sports. There's, but there's no way you're going to go into a game and not come out with some type of bruise or cut. There's, okay. n- yeah. there's no way. And if you do, your teammates are definitely going to give you grief for it. I mean, it's one of the highest contact sports there is. So yeah. so were you guys here a couple of years ago when that girl went viral for having uh, Georgia, Georgia Page? Page. Yeah, she, <laughs> she, I guess she broke her nose and kept playing. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, no. That was before my time, okay. but that was I, also, I know who she is. Yeah, so. you definitely, you look up women's rugby, and I swear she's, like, the first person to show up. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's good on her. She definitely had, like, the tenacity to keep on going. Mm-hmm. But um, that's not something you see every day, 100%. No. Like, okay, that's, I thought that's that was not something of, you see every day. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, if she could do it, I feel like other people did it, too. And then mm-hmm. it was funny when people would put memes with, like, her playing with a broken nose. And yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo, like, oh, yeah. gets, I've like, tapped yeah. in the chest or something, just falls to the ground. I mean, it's something, um, during the game, you have, like, this adrenaline. And if you don't have it, you're going to feel every hit that hits you. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So you kind of, like, put this coating over you to where 
you don't feel it until like I don't feel my hurt until an hour after the game yeah. when my adrenaline starts mm-hmm. going off. So I don't doubt that I've seen people break hands in the middle of a game. Mm-hmm. I, Teresa and Kay, they've yeah. both broken their hands and they just kept playing yeah. because it's something about the adrenaline that you have to have because it's like you know you're gonna get hit, mm-hmm. but if you don't have that pump in you, you're gonna feel every single one. Yeah. So there's occasions where you get the wind knocked out of you. Mm-hmm. Um, anything starts hurting, roll your ankle, um, land on your knee funny. It's You just got to keep playing. Unless it's a serious injury and you know, I mean, everybody knows their own body. Yeah. Um, you just got to keep playing. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like when I played football, I mean, there's just so much other things to worry about that you really couldn't think about. It, exactly. How you felt at the time. So you had like focus on the play. and You're so focused on mm-hmm. like what's in front of you that you don't even realize what's going on with your body. You're like just so into the match that it's like whatever else is just whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. You yeah. just, but yeah. definitely a competitive thing. So I, I was, I really wanted to make your game Saturday, but it was raining and oh, it was yeah, unfortunately so I was I was not be able I wasn't able to get out there. But um, I think that you guys you guys won right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Does that make you seven seven now? I'm not sure. I don't know how many games we I played, don't, but I know I we're think undefeated. I saw on online. I, I looked at your schedule, and I think you guys were six or seven now. Yeah, yeah. I don't really keep count of the games. I just focus on each match that we we have, and yeah. all I think about is winning. That's it. That's I'm like, okay, what do I have to say to my teammates to make sure that we go through and get a dub? Because mm-hmm. we are undefeated, that's for sure. Yeah. But um, I don't really focus on whatever happens in the past. So yeah. is there like a national tournament or a championship mm-hmm. that? Is, is it playoffs? Is that, is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. Okay. We have playoffs. I think it's in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, we go to our semifinals, which is North? South. South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I always get it mixed up. but um, So we'll play a team there, and then our national championships is at Stanford. Mm-hmm. So are you guys ranked? We're number one. Yeah. Really? In, uh, number one. We're number one in 15s and 7s, and I think we're also number one in club. So um, yeah. we're pretty much number one in in everything right now. <laughs> so are you guys usually, like, um, pretty, like, ranked high every season? Uh, well, actually, I because I'm older than Max, so before I got here, I think we were ranked, like, number three or number four. Yeah, really? always top four or mm-hmm. five, I think, um, for the past few years. Yeah. But I, this last year definitely put us at number one in everything. Yeah, we won, we won everything. We won 15s nationals, and then we won sevens nationals, and then we won a bunch of other sevens tournaments, which bumped us up to number one and everything else. So okay. yeah. we're hoping to keep holding it down for this year as well. Yeah, that's Probably awesome. I actually had some lacrosse girls in here um, not too long ago, and they said that they were the best team on campus just because they it's made it to true. the Final Four. It's, it's not, not true. true. You don't think so? No, it's not true. Okay. Um, I hope I'm not going to start anything in the cafeteria if you guys see the lacrosse <laughs> girls. But <laughs> I'm definitely not one to really care what other people mm-hmm. are talking about because mm-hmm. I know what my team does and I know what we can do and I know how much we win. That's and what's we bring up. home the titles. So. That's what's up. Yeah. We have proof. <laughs> <laughs> we got the rings and the medals to prove it. How many rings do each of you have? Uh, I have three. I yeah, think you have three uh, rings total. I have, I have two. two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is cool. Well, um, how many home games do you have left? None. None. We only had. We, we barely. Have we missed, barely have home games. I missed the last one. I hate to hear that because I really wanted to come out. 
It was our one and only. It was our one and only. Oh, you only had one home game? Yeah, our coach barely gives us home games. We look forward to those. Yeah, they're the best. They're like once in a lifetime. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wish I had known that. I mean, it was raining, so it would have been like almost impossible. There was even even a delay in the game, so don't even worry about it. That sucks because the weather was. Your only home game. Yes, I know. Yeah. It's okay. Hopefully you can come more next, next year. fall. Next mm-hmm. fall. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully. So is your season is that like all year round? Year round. Yep. Okay. Well, I look mm-hmm. forward to that. Um, McKenna and Nika. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, got it right. Last one. I appreciate you guys coming in. Um, once again, everyone, I thank you for listening to the athlete's perspective. I will catch you guys on the next one.